Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What team's got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Ron, how do you feel about week eight going on? <laughs> Just passed, whatever. Yeah, um, I, it's behind me. Well, let me put it that way. It's, it was a horrible week eight for both of our teams, so I'm looking ahead. And I know, and this this is weird because this week you actually hit the trifecta. I did. You actually predicted all the games perfectly, even though your team lost. Um, and this is action-packed week because this is technically what I considered the mid-season, but not really because there's 17 games. But we're going to talk about week eight. We're going to talk about uh, week nine. We're going to talk about the NFL news. We're going to have our over and unders where we at with the playoff teams. And then what we're going to talk about our awards and let's still have a chance. So I don't know what's going to happen with. I, I was looking at it earlier on and two people that I chose are in injury reserve. So it's like, wow. Well, one wow. guy that I chose uh, for rookie of the year was benched. So. You know, <laughs> I was way, way off. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I feel if people listen to this and place bets, I feel bad for them <laughs> because you shouldn't listen to this to like measure up like, oh, what should I put my bet on? Right. So let's start off with NFL news because we actually have a lot this week. Uh, and let's start off with the trades that went down yesterday while everyone was trick-or-treating. People were making moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one I thought and should be in the news is San Francisco acquired uh, Chase Young from Washington. Ron, San Francisco just got smacked by the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this make them better, worse, right? You know, they no change. What? Why did they do this? They needed a second pass rusher. Um you know, this whole entire season, I think there's been too much pressure on Bosa. They didn't have that second guy, and I think that's what they're hoping uh, Chase Young will bring them. Now, he's been kind of an up-and-down player. Um, lots of talent, for sure. Uh, for a former first-round pick, you know, um, playing, I think this is his final season. He needs to be, um, you know, re-signed for next year. So, it's an important year for him. Um Let's see. You know, I, I think he's a good player. Let's see if he can can. Um, I, I I think he's gonna help. Uh, you know, get that team over the hump. I think that they, you know, it's it's. I'm, I don't mean to quote another journalist, but usually when the trade season comes, it's for a good team, right? Mm-hmm. It's not for a bad team. So San Francisco made this trade, and it's it's almost like saying, listen. Our secondary is not that good. We need, especially because Joe Burrows just blew us up. But Joe Burrows is top tier quarterback, right? right? So he would have blown up anybody, especially the way he's playing. But I kind of applaud this trade because defense wins championship. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you're right. At this time of the year, the teams that are all in, meaning they know they're going to be in the playoffs, they're preparing at this point to make a playoff run. They got to fix whatever issues they have, whether it's like San Francisco with a second pass rusher um, or another team not having a, a receiver. Um, you know, you got to if you're going to be all in, you got to be all in and try to fix whatever the issues um, are on your team. Eagles did this for the past couple of years, too. Right. At the trade deadline, they make some splash pit plays, uh, splash moves to put them over the hump. And I think that's what San Francisco is shooting for here. And, you know, not to not to leave uh, San Francisco behind. Seattle acquired Leonard Williams from uh, the Giants. And, you know, when I heard the news, I texted you and my friend Chris, our friend Chris. And I was like, Leonard Williams, what does that sound familiar? So I listened to the podcast that we did for the Giants review. And Chris was like, yeah. I'm gonna get a Leonard Williams jersey, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's that's where well, that's where I heard that." Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh man, I hope he didn't he didn't get the jersey." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> now he's like Seattle fan. But so, what does it mean? Seattle is basically doing the same thing as San Francisco, right? Right. So they got a playoff team. Um, they gotta, you know, they gotta fix some issues too, and they're all in, um, and that's what they're trying to do as well. So it's a good move for them. You know, and for the Giants too, and and this is if you're in the other end of the spectrum and you're not a good team, you don't have a hope of making the playoffs, and you're thinking building assets. Um, you're also thinking expiring contracts. How do I get rid of like some money off the off the books? Um, so that's what some of these teams are doing too, and I think that's probably why the Giants said, you know what, let me see, let's get what we can at this point um, and work on on next year. Um. The other the other acquisition that Minnesota got Josh Dobbs from Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the story that I wanted to I want to tell you, Ron. So, Monday night I was working Orlando City, right? First playoff game. So, I usually work the side of the suites, the where the rich folks are, right? So, who do I see lo and behold like 2 hours before the game? The Orlando City owner which he also owns the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I he goes to take, he uses the bathroom, comes back, and I'm like, all right, next time that he uses the bathroom, I'm going to just ask him. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at myself and I'm like, okay, let me hide my ID, my uh, lanyard, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't want this going back and being the reason. Now oh, somebody complained about you. So I called him. Mr. W, but if you do the research, you know what his name is. So I go, hey, Mr. W, how are you? He's like, doesn't know me from whatever. He just knows I'm an employee, right? He's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, I got two, I got one request and I got a question for you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was like, my first request is, can you drop the S from the Orlando City Soccer, soccer Club and just put an F? He's like, oh, he gave me some BS answer. He's like, oh. and then it's like, what's your what's your other question? I was like, are you trading for Mac Jones? <laughs> and he was like, I, I don't think he was expecting that kind of question. I thought he was gonna be like, oh, is this another soccer related mm-hmm. question? And he just kind of shook my hand, 
looked, in my, you up. looked in my eye. He was like, oh, you're a Vikings fan? And I was like, 100%, man. I love... That's what you said? I love the Vikings. <laughs> so why would Because <laughs> I thought... He was going to give me some inside yeah, information. Thinks, man, who are you going to go leak this to? I know. He was, by he, then, you probably knew that they were going to go after somebody. Well, this is the funniest thing ever because in my in my effort to like seem like I really care about the Vikings, I go, Legion of Boom. Yeah, I love the defense. I love it. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> and uh, I got my... I got my football confused. And I was like, oh, he's, he's definitely going to know that I'm not a fan. He's like, yeah, we have a good. He didn't flinch, though. He was like, yeah, fans, blah, blah. And I was just like, this dude knows nothing about football. Because no, he probably want to save you from the embarrassment. I mean, I even went deeper. I was like, yeah, I love when you got Randall L. He just nodded. Randall L, he plays for Steelers. He was a receiver. I, I was just lost. Like I couldn't think of any Viking players <laughs> at all, but you know, after asking him the question, he shook my hand and he was like, "You know what? We're working on it." Fast forward to today, by working on it, they got Josh Dobbs. Hey, listen, Josh Dobbs is a good quarterback, man. Um, is he someone that you want starting seventeen games for your team? Probably not, but he's a great backup quarterback. Um, I thought he did played pretty well. He was up and down this year as a starter. They were never planning on, I think, keeping him as a starter um, in you know in Arizona. So um, he's a good player. Uh, you know whether or not he's gonna you know be able to take Minnesota anywhere at this point. That's I don't know. I don't think so. But he's probably better than whoever they got on their roster right now today. So you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. They need to make a move. This is probably the best that they can get. Because if you think about what else was out there, maybe Tannehill, who's hurt. Uh, Mac Jones, to your point, which I, you know, why would the Patriots give up on on Mac Jones at this point? Not not when we under a rookie contract. Yeah. No. Um, so let's talk about the other set of news is the uh, McDaniels being fired. Mm-hmm. Because... This is the second time now that I got fired. Mid-season. Yeah. Mid-season, too. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because it is true. It's like they weren't... He made a lot of dumb mistakes. Devontae Adams was mad, especially Monday night. mad as hell. Hostile. I mean, but fired the GM, so they... Him and the GM got let go? Yeah. It was him and the GM that said, let's get rid of Carr and let me get Garoppolo because I want to recreate what I had in New England, apparently. Right. Um, They didn't want Josh Jacobs. I think at the beginning of the year, they were trying their best not to to keep him. Um, They haven't used Hunter Renfro whatsoever. They talked openly about trading him. They traded Waller. They (laughs) They traded Waller, you know, so... They have, like, absolutely no idea what they were doing. So the GM had to go. And, you know, as far as the coach, I think, for what I've heard, you know, he had lost the locker room. There was, it was just, like, a very toxic situation there. Um, and a lot of the players wanted out, you know. So he had to go last week. That loss was embarrassing. Um, you know, Garoppolo didn't play well. Missed some open throws, uh, wide open throws. So, you know, I... You know, I think 
the owner said he's had enough and he, you know, he's like, I'm just going to make the move midseason and, you know, take the next eight, nine weeks, whatever's left to start my search early and figure out what I'm doing next year. I'm not that surprised. Um, are you? I mean, they gave him a six-year contract. Well, that part, yeah. They're going to be <laughs> guaranteed to. So, yeah. So, basically, he's getting a check for the Raiders for the next four and a half years. Um, it's just... It's crazy. It's and, crazy. And, like, all these owners just give out contract. And I think I read at the beginning of the season, the NFL League, the office, sent out this memo to all the owners saying, hey... You got to stop with this head coaching, firing, getting them contract and guaranteed, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, makes no sense. They did like spreadsheet, like you guys are on the books for like however yeah, yeah. millions of dollars. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. And it's not just the coaches too. They just signed Garoppolo, right? He's good. He just got benched, right? For whoever they're playing. I think it's like a rookie, I think. So now you're giving Garoppolo guaranteed money to sit there on the bench as well. So it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and with all these guaranteed contracts that, you know, like you said, GMs are giving out, it, it either better work or if it doesn't, it's going to blow up in your face. And that that's what happened there in Vegas. So, yeah, it's just terrible, terrible. And um, so... We have this like QB carousel. I don't know. Is this is this the worst QBs that you've seen in a long time in the NFL? Because I don't remember. I don't remember the QBs being this terrible. At least the backups being this terrible. I think it's so. It's top heavy for sure. The superstars are so far ahead. Um, like there's a big big drop off after you get out. You know, past like number six or seven. It's just like it falls off a cliff, like number eight, nine, 10, 11. It's just like one week they're good. One week they're OK. And then you're questioning, are they their leader of your of your team? So I think, you know, there's a lot of teams looking for for quarterbacks. They thought they had them and they obviously don't. Even with, um, you know, Dobbs being traded, for example, Kyler Murray, you expect him to get to start. There are questions about whether or not. Arizona wants to keep him, right? Just, not just because of the maturity issues, but, you know, he hasn't been, you know, had one decent season, but, you know, I don't know if you can win the big, you know, the whole thing, get to the playoffs with him as your quarterback. So, yeah. And, and, and I think we'll, we'll talk about it when we do the over and unders because mm-hmm. there's so many teams that are switching to QBs mid season yeah. because. Either injuries, either uh, their starting QB is not competent. Yeah, Atlanta. This Atlanta. Yeah, not, you know, not Tennessee. Good. You're talking about... Heck, Chicago. Chicago. Fields is hurt right now, but, I mean, they weren't winning with Fields. Wouldn't shock me if they... I mean, maybe they'll play him just to see what they got and then make a move after that. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of teams right now trying to figure out... The guy that we have is this the right person or who who is behind them or who can we get? Yeah, who can you that, get? That because could be I possibly mean, better. The Rams are doing it because of injury. Then you have Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland kept Walker. winning. <laughs> Would you rush the you know Sean Watson back? I think he's back to practicing and stuff now. But you yeah, know. they're just uh, it's terrible. All right, let's 
talk about the week eight recap because this is where this is you remember last year I had a trifecta, but this year you would got the trifecta. So let's start with uh New England at Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh I had it 24-17 New, New England. England. Mm-hmm. You had 20 to 31. The final score was 17 to 31. Ron, uh this is one of your trifectas that you predicted this. Mm-hmm. Why were you so confident Miami was going to win? Yeah, I got the Miami part of the score exactly right. I almost got both parts right. Um, I just think Miami's a really good team. You know, I think, you know, I had that. I, I think at home, they're a good team. Yeah. Uh, at home, they're a good team. On the road, they can win too. They have things that other teams don't have. And it's just like speed all over the field and offense. So, and it's very hard to stop that. The only way to stop that is to out-muscle them. And I don't think New England has sufficient muscle. Um, big guys up front, big guys in your secondary to slow those guys down. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not surprised uh, at the score. You know, I had them winning by 11. They end up winning by 14. So Miami is the real deal, especially if they're playing at home, like you said. Yeah, I... I mean, I went against them because I just didn't believe that they were going to manhandle New England the way they did. And I wasn't, you know, the first half was pretty close. But if you're not scoring the way that they're scoring, mm-hmm. you're not going to be. Mm-hmm. That just, I mean, even though their defense is, is, you know, it's not really the best one. They're just going to outscore mm-hmm. every team. And... You know what? What are you gonna say about Mac Jones? He turned it over when you're not supposed to turn it over. I think that it was like 17 to 10. We had the ball. We know that Miami's gonna get in the second half. Two minutes left, driving the ball, and Mac Jones just turns it over. It was a, how did it, I didn't watch it? It was a bad, bad. It was. It was. Was it Basically, almost like across the field. Another one of those. Okay. Another one of those. Mm-hmm. It's like this time he left it. It was almost like a rainbow arc, mm-hmm. and uh, the cornerback from Miami just picked it. It was like, what are you doing? And then afterwards, he was just like, Was it Ramsey who got the pick? Ramsey got the yeah. pick. Yeah. Okay. All right. So He's yeah. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, I don't think that they were even throwing to that side the whole game. So mm-hmm. the fact that. He went there when he wasn't supposed to. I don't know. It's just... Wait till they... I don't know if Miami has uh, Xavier Howard back yet, but imagine those two corners, Ramsey and Howard. Those are two solid cornerbacks. It's going to be... I'm telling you, it's going to be tough. It's going to be the right team with the right condition that's going to have to, like, just punch them in the mouth um, to, to beat them. This is why it's imperative that they win that division because if they have to go on the road mm-hmm. during the playoff, I just can't see them winning. Mm-hmm. Because that offense has so many moving parts, I just can't see them going on a silent count. It, especially when the crowd is going crazy mm-hmm. and it's playoff time. Even though and we'll talk about our awards, Tua is a front runner for the MVP. I just can't see them winning on the road. I can see them winning at home, but mm-hmm. not on the road. Uh, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. You had it 24 to 20. Jacksonville, I had 24 to 17. Pittsburgh, final score was 20 to 10. Jacksonville, Ron, 
This was your team. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get to 20 points. Yeah. You watched this game. Uh, what happened? It was a disaster from from go. We missed start of the game. Wide open pass. A little bit high. Deontay drops it. That would have been a huge play. Potentially, Deontay splits the safety and cornerback and scores a long, like, 70-yard touchdown. Uh, but it was a miss. So we go three and out. Um, the second drive, I think, is when Kenny missed a throw to Pickens. Just laid it out a little bit too short. Didn't put his full arm into it. So we got off to a slow start once again. And then the injury started. And Blatt, terrible officiating. Which I don't want to get on a rant about the officiating because it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's not going to get any, any better. Um, but Minka goes down. Kenny gets laid out into the ground. No flag. So he's out, and you're playing all of a sudden from behind with uh, with no safety, right? We got a you know a couple of guys that aren't very good. There was some miscommunication. We ended up giving up a big long touchdown score, but offensively we just couldn't do anything. Trubisky goes in there and throws three interceptions, being way too aggressive. Uh, we couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Um, it was just not a. a you know, this team is not built to come from behind. So when you get off the slow starts like we did, and again, this one was self-inflicted. This There was nothing about Matt Canada on, on you know, had, he had nothing to do with this loss. We just didn't execute. Oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, Kenny missed a touchdown throw too. Um, missed communication again. He expected Deontay to sit on his route. Deontay kept sliding. Um, and Kenny, and he just missed him. So... Those things, you can't have those mistakes. You know, guys being wide open and you're missing those throws um, or they're not on the same page with you as far as their routes or dropping balls, you know, those are killers, drive killers. And if you just make one of those plays or two of those plays, it changes the entire dynamic of the game. And this team is just so young. Um, this offense is, and there's so many issues, you know, between the offensive line Players not being on the same page with the quarterback, the quarter, you know, the offensive scheme just being terrible. It's a lot to fix. Um, and so I'm not surprised they lost. Uh, it was disappointing, though, for sure. And even more disappointing that players got hurt. Yeah, because, I mean, when I texted you at halftime, it was uh, nine to three. And mm-hmm. I said, this game is still winnable, especially at home. But just can't win a game if you score seven points and the other team scores more mm-hmm. um what i what i got from this and i didn't watch any of this game is is kenny gonna play on thursday yeah he's off the injury report altogether so there's some questions all week about his availability so he avoided anything like structural it was his ribs um you know, I'm sure he has like some bruising, some pain, pain, but they took him off the injury list altogether. So he's active. He's going to start. I, I, so let me be honest with you, because we're doing the midseason uh, review. Is this team capable of going to the playoffs? Because I picked them to win the division. And now this is one where I'm having second thoughts. Now. Well, I don't want to jump into that conversation just yet, but the short answer is yes. They can, but they got a lot to fix between now and the end of the year. 
So in that division where it looks like the Bengals are waking up, mm-hmm. Baltimore is leading, and Cleveland, I don't know about Cleveland. I mean, they have a pretty good defense. Very good defense. But the quarterback mm-hmm. play is terrible. Probably the the worst quarterback play within the four teams. So you're saying that this is like a seventh, like a wild card team then? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk more about that. Let's talk about our upset specials because you had uh, Cincinnati over San Fran 23-21, but final score was 31-17. Ron, is the Purdy experiment over? No, not at all. And all these people like jumping on the Purdy bashing. I mean, fans are just so, you know, week to week, right? You go out and perform well, they want to crown you as like the MVP. The next week you go out and have a bad game or an okay game which your team loses, all of a sudden they're like, let's get rid of this guy and find somebody else. Um, you know, Purdy hasn't played that great, but he's not the issue. Um, they have a lot of other issues on the team right now. Health being one of them. Defense, we talked about Chase Young. Um, they're going to be fine. I'm not worried and they shouldn't be worried at all with Purdy or where they're at you know they played at home yes but against the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow won top three quarterback in the in the NFL so you know they didn't play well you know but it is what it is you know and you got a lot of games left too and I, I'm sure they still feel that they're one of the top teams in the NFC I and when we do a power ranking I got them out of my top five even though some people still think that they should be in there but I got them out mm-hmm Ron, my upset special, I have uh, the Rams. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I'm looking at the wrong week. I have Chicago beating the Chargers 24 to 21. Uh, but the Chargers actually scored 30 points. It was 13 to 30. You know, last week I was like, I'm out on the Chargers. <laughs> but then I picked even worse team as my upset special. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that game and Chicago did nothing. I mean, nothing. I mean, on offense, they did nothing. I thought that that guy Tyson was going to like, you know, just let it go. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like he never seen the book, the playbook before. Like he was overthrowing people. He was rushing his passes. I was just like, was last week just like... <laughs> Uh, you know, one of those, you got lucky? I, I don't understand. It was just, yeah, I should, I'm done with Chicago. If this was a, a suicide league, I would never pick Chicago. I would <laughs> never. Because they're just a terrible team. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what else to say. They were just terrible. Um, Let's go over, uh, over at Unders for the midseason. And let's look at the first uh, is the AFC East. Ron, you chose Miami. I chose Buffalo. Miami's leading. Um, are you sticking with Miami? Absolutely. I'm going to stick with Buffalo because I still... I'm not 100% sold on Miami. Mm-hmm. And I think that Buffalo... Like I said, they just acquired a quarterback because they feel like quarterback is all they're missing but 
I think that the loss of Matt Milano mm-hmm. is that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can, you know, shut down people like they used to back in the day. So Buffalo just went out and got um Fournette, I think. Leonard Fournette. They just signed him to the practice squad, I believe. So in a couple of weeks, I assume he'll be elevated and be one of the running backs for that team. He should help a little bit, but you know, I still got Miami winning. So they did because is it one of the Cook brothers playing there too? Yeah, yeah, he's a starter. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, AFC North, Ron, you got Baltimore. I got Pittsburgh Steelers, like we just talked about. I'm actually gonna change that one because I, I seen enough mm-hmm. of Matt Canada for the past eight weeks. <laughs> um, I think the fact that the Steelers can score twenty points consistently. Uh, I'm out on them consistently. Like let's just ever one, yeah, <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna change this one to Cincinnati just oh. to. Uh, You're not sold in Baltimore, uh, not yet because I was looking at the uh, MVP odds and he they actually he's fourth. That's stupid. Behind Jalen Hurst, behind Tua, and behind Mahomes. That's stupid. Um, listen until. They actually win. I know they beat Detroit, but I think they're playing a good team this week, right? I don't know who they play. I can take a look at their schedule. Yeah, take a look at that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, AFC South. Ron, you got Jacksonville. I got Tennessee. I'm going to be in agreement with you. I think Jacksonville takes this one all the way. Yeah, um, Ravens got the Seahawks, so they got a tough matchup. But And I think that's, that's your... Uh, upset special, right? It is, but it doesn't mean that I think any less of the Rays. I think they're a good team. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City for both. Really, that division is terrible. Mm-hmm. And they just got rid of Josh McDaniel. Not like he made a big difference, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go in the NFC East. We both got Philadelphia. No change there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, NFC North, you got Detroit. I got Green Bay. Listen, Green Bay, everything was set up for them. Easy schedule. They have a you know, decent defense. But Jordan Love, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, he's okay. He's No, he's not okay. Would you please stop with the okays? <laughs> Mac Jones and now Jordan Love. He's terrible. <laughs> terrible. He couldn't beat Atlanta. He couldn't beat... Um, Minnesota went. I mean, the defense was tight, was good in Minnesota, but couldn't be Chicago. I mean, this is, yeah, I'm definitely changing. I, I just don't know if Detroit is just going to take over that division now that Kirk Cousins is out. So, who's, they don't have any competition, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely going to be Detroit. Uh, NFC South. I got New Orleans. You got Tampa Bay. Atlanta is currently leading it. Uh, are you going to stick with Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm not going to Atlanta. It's just now switching their quarterback. So, yeah. Um, and then New Orleans, you got Carr and that mess that's going on there. Yeah, why not Tampa? Uh, Tampa's good enough. They haven't played that well recently. Um, but, yeah, there's no reason they can't win that division. I'm going to still stick with the Oilers because I don't, I've seen enough of Baker Mayfield and he just is not the same guy. Mm-hmm. He has the weapons and he still can't get 
I mean, Tampa Bay should be scored in the 20s every game. They have zero running game. Like, zero running So, you're going to... Exactly my point. So, you're going to just heavily uh, heavily commit to Mayfield. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFC West. I got Seattle. You got San Francisco. Seattle is currently leading the division. Ron, do you want to make a change? No. Sticking with San Francisco. So, you like... Brock Purdy that much? They lost three in a row now. <laughs> whoop de do Teams lose three in a row. Uh, they still not go on good win. teams. Supposedly yes. a good team. Yeah, they do. And they still go on to win the Super Bowl. Look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's gotten Cincinnati starts horrible low. starts. It's and the then, difference you know, between starting slow and just like they didn't, they basically get San Francisco didn't win a game in October. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm gonna stick to Seattle. I think San Francisco has bigger problems okay. than just getting Chase Young. Um, the wild card. Mm-hmm. Who you had? Uh, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I had Baltimore, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Currently, we have Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Do you want to make a change to any of those teams? No. So, even though Cleveland's in there right now, I got them falling out. I'm sticking with my Buffalo, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I still see three teams from the AFC North. Part of it is, you know, just because some of these like divisions um, are just so weak, uh, to be quite honest with you. Right. So I can't see, for example, uh, like two teams coming out of the AFC South. Right. It's going to be the Jags and that's it. Um, And then if you look at like the AFC West, obviously it's the Chiefs at six and two. They're going to run away with it. But I don't have any hope in the Chargers being under 500 right now, bouncing back and making a playoff run. Uh, definitely not the Raiders or Broncos. So, you know, so that's part of it um, for me that I see three teams out of the AFC North. Yeah, I'm not really making a change. Uh, well, actually, I am because now I have Cincinnati winning the AFC North, uh, which means it leaves another open up space. And I'm going to put Miami there because I feel like since Buffalo is going to win the division, I feel like Miami is going to get that uh, playoff spot. So who do you have? So you have Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Miami as your wild card. And then, all right, so who do you have out that I'm trying to figure out? No, actually, because I, so I have two changes here. I have Cincinnati winning and Jacksonville winning. So I have to take Jacksonville out of the uh, wild card. And I'm actually going to, Put, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah, Cincinnati is gonna win that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Houston. I think Houston You've gets that one card. You've lost your mind. I am a big CJ Stroud believer. I feel like he's gonna lead this team to a wild card. You've lost your mind. It don't, it only takes eight victories, yeah. maybe less than. Yeah. Well, I think it's gonna take more than that. I think it's gonna take nine. Um, at the very least. And listen, CJ Stroud has had a good year. That team is being coached well for sure. Um, they just lost to the Panthers. They gave the, their first, you know, first win to the Panthers. So Yeah, and, I, and that was a road game. I'm, I'm going to give them some slack on that mm-hmm. um, because they're so young. I feel like they're the ones. If they wasn't over and under, over and under at the beginning of the year was four wins for them. Mm-hmm. They're def- I think that they're going to beat that. Mm-hmm. So uh, is it enough for them to get in the playoff? I think it is. 
uh nfc you have minnesota dallas seattle i had detroit san francisco dallas do you want to make a change no you want to stick with that minnesota you believe in Josh oh no Dubs? no i'm changing minnesota so <sighs> let me take a look so i i'm sticking with dallas and seattle let me look at standings real quick <clears throat> yeah because i now that i had switched detroit to winning the nfc north i actually have to pick another team to uh basically win <laughs> win uh, win enough games to get in the in the uh, wild card slot yeah i'm sticking with minnesota because outside of that again looking at these divisions uh nfc south is terrible to me and you know i think whatever whoever wins the nfc south is gonna be right around 500 at like nine and eight just like they were last year i think so that leaves the nfc north you got the lions at six and two vikings they don't have a quarterback right now but they're still 500 season isn't over yet um, we got team, two teams coming out of the NFC West already with the Seahawks and 49ers. I don't see the Rams making a run there. And then I got two teams coming out of the East with the Eagles and Cowboys. So the only other option would be like Washington at three and five, somehow making a run. Now, not when they sold a bunch exactly. of assets. You just sold two of your assets. So I'm sticking with Minnesota. I'm going to make the switch to Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay wins enough games this this so nfc overall out of the uh south yeah because i already have like you mentioned two teams out of the west and i already have two teams out of the east and i don't i don't have any trust in the AFC, uh, nfc north except for detroit i don't know in minnesota i don't know in minnesota uh with josh dobbs uh leading the way has enough i love the Minnesota coach, that head coach, I forgot his name off the top of my head, but he's a great coach. Kevin um, O'Connell. Yeah, he was he was drafted by the uh, Pats a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. He didn't, you know, he didn't make any impact, but mm-hmm. I guess he was uh, actually awake during the studies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I made four changes, five changes from the beginning of the year because. Uh, I just don't see uh, the other teams making it. Yeah, man. I, I love my picks beginning of the year. I'm sticking with all of them, it looks like. So, you know, the AFC I had locked up for the most part. You know, all the teams in the AFC I got, you know, pretty dead on as far as the divisions, at least as of right now. And then for my wild card, nothing's changing there. So I'm good. I'm good with my picks. If the season's going basically how I thought it would. With the exception of you know Minnesota, I thought it'd be a little bit better. Not struggling at this point to to find a spot. Um, and let's let's go into the uh, power rankings because I want to talk about the fact that San Francisco didn't make my top five. So mm-hmm. who made your top five? So Philly, I got number one. Um, they were number one last week. I got Miami at number two. They had them at number four last week. Detroit at number three. I had them at number five last week. Baltimore at four. They're at number three last week. And then Kansas City at number five. Um, I had them at number two last week. So I dropped them down from two to five. San Francisco was out um, of my top five last week. And I, you know, like you said, I picked them for 
um, my upset special. So I thought they would lose three in a row. Um, it doesn't mean that they can't jump back in. I think they are one of the top five teams at the end of the year. Um, I think they're one of the top eight right now. Uh, so they're right around seven, eight. I think that is where I probably put them right now. Yeah, this, this, I have Philly. Last week I had KC and then they are not even in my top five. That was, that game that they lost was horrendous. Um, no one should lose to the Denver Broncos. So I got them out of my top five. I got Baltimore, Miami, Jacksonville, and Detroit. So I don't have San Francisco because three games in a row, something's wrong with your team. You I'm won, sorry. You won five in a row. But And going back to what you said about Kansas City, and I should have saw this coming too because the spread was something ridiculous, I think, like nine points or some crap like that. That does not happen in divisional games. I don't care if you have the best team in the world versus the worst team in the world. When you're playing interdivisional uh, games, those are always close. Those teams know each other too well for them to be like crazy blowouts like that. So I'm not surprised on the road that Denver pulled off an upset, especially when Kansas City hasn't played a full, complete game yet. So I'm not all that surprised. And and I saw a stat where he was basically Mahomes was. I don't know, like undefeated against division yeah, opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was due for a loss. Yeah. He was due for a loss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so San Francisco and uh, Kansas City no longer in my uh, top five, but I'm sure they'll they'll be back. I'm surprised later. you have Detroit just at number five, though. Well, I feel like Detroit, um, even though they haven't beaten somebody you know off high caliber they still have they still put on points right mm-hmm. so i got them there uh at number five uh so let's let's talk about week number nine because uh you actually we let's start with washington washington and new england new england's favorite by three and a half ron what's your score yeah, this is this was a tough one for me because I, I really like Sam Howell. I, I like some of the uh, receivers for Washington. I can see Washington pulling off a, uh, an upset here. So I picked New England 21 to 20 just because I don't know what's going to happen with the commander's defense. And, um, you know, Bill Belichick still knows how to uh, put together a good plan against the opposing team's uh, offense. So... Um, I got New England winning 21-20, but it would not shock me if Commanders uh, win this game. Yeah, I got New England winning 24-17, but I think Washington can put up points. Mm-hmm. You know, they almost beat the Eagles last week, but that was a division mm-hmm. game, so anything goes. But if you don't have the right, you know, the right game plan, I think that they can make it up as they go, especially we. Eric Bieniemy, I, th- I think that he's gonna know what to do, mm-hmm. but ultimately, I think Sam Howell he just makes more mistakes than Mac Jones in this game. Mm-hmm. So I got them winning uh, twenty-four to seventeen. Uh, Thursday night, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by two and a half. Uh, Ron, what score did you? Yeah, so if you're favored at home by anything less than three, that basically means it's a pick'em. Um, so I got Tennessee winning. Um, 
17 to 13. I don't trust that Kenny Pickett is fully healthy. I don't like um, that they have not been able to put anything together offensively yet. They're just not on the same page, not in sync. Um, Cam Hayward's back. That's going to be huge for them defensively against Derrick Henry. Um, I think they'll get some pressure on the rookie quarterback. I, I don't he, think he's going to throw for like four touchdowns like he did last week. I just don't think Pittsburgh has enough offensively. I think this is where, um, like, the, the players are going to have to, like, come together and have a players-only meeting if they end up losing this game and saying, what the fuck are we doing? Um, because it's not just on coaches. It's about team, you know, the players executing. And if you go down... Uh, you know, and lose to Tennessee at home, and then your record all of a sudden, uh, you're right back at 500. Um, then you got to have a coming to Jesus meeting with your with your players at that point. So, so you think that if they lose this game and go to 500, they could still get in the playoffs? I do because I I still think uh, with the division games, I think they're two and zero within the division right now. Um, and I, you know, I think their schedule is still pretty weak um, the rest of the way. So they can find a way defensively, especially now. Well, Mink is going to be gone for a little bit for a few weeks. But if they can get healthy on defense with Hayward coming back, uh, they can win out, you know, pull some games out <clears throat> just defense, you know, by playing defense. I got them winning this game 17-14. Uh, I'm not a, uh, a Levis believer yet. I want to see them win one on the road. I know last week was uh, at home. Everyone looks good at home because the crowd is it's quiet. You can have the count. But I know that yellow tower waving and I know that crowd is going to be chanting go Steelers. I don't know if uh, Levi's is ready for that yet. They'll be chanting fire Matt Cannon. That's, um, that's well, what they'll whatever be chanting. they're chanting. It's still going to be loud. <laughs> so Levis is going to have an issue. Um, and this is this is important. Every game is important, but this mm-hmm. one, especially if, if you saw what the Bengals did, San Francisco, you gotta be up for this game. You mm-hmm. gotta say, "Hey, we got somebody that's waking up, waking up, poking the the tiger." So we gotta win this game. Uh, if they go five four and four, I I see this team not even Employed. making the playoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even if they have a players meeting. I just don't see it. Yeah, and when I say they're in the play, I still mean like nine and eight. You know, not like ten wins or eleven wins or anything like that. I see them sneaking in still at this point. Ron, who is your upset special? So, um, Baltimore, my number four ranked team right now. I talked about Seattle uh, coming uh, into Baltimore this week and pulling off the upset. So I got them winning twenty-seven to twenty-four. Listen, I think Baltimore is a really, really good team. Um, they've played some good teams and done well. They just beat Detroit like two weeks ago. Um, I think they take a step back here, though, with Seattle. Uh, Seattle can run the ball really well. You know, Smith is good. Uh, the receivers there, you know, Seattle are like are really good, too. So I just have a feeling, seeky feeling, that they're going to take the foot off the gas a little bit. Um, and Seattle's going to pull off an upset. Um. Five and a half point spread too it seems a, pretty big. Yeah, it seems pretty big. I was just about to say that. Um, I have the Rams beating Green Bay at home. Green Bay's favored by three, 20 to 14. I know the Rams uh, don't have a, 
they don't know if Stafford is starting yet or not, but Green Bay has been such a letdown this, this whole year. I just don't see them winning this game. I have them at 24 to 20 to 14. I don't even know if Green Bay gets the 14 points because Jordan Love has been that terrible. Mm -hmm. He's been that terrible. So I have the Rams winning that game. Um, before we get off week nine, uh, there's another thing, another team that's, you know, slowly but surely they kind of like, I wouldn't say waking up because they, they're big good, but it's, it's the whole Seattle thing. Like, uh, you know, there's just like a Geno Smith type thing. I, I, it's like they, because I feel like they just snuck by mm -hmm. Cleveland. Right? Was it Cleveland that they were playing? Um, I I don't know. Let me see. I think it was Cleveland that they were playing, but I I hear what you're saying, and I think they are a good team trying to figure out how to be great, but they don't have sufficient players yet. Um, at least on the defensive side to be great. Yeah, they they beat Cleveland uh, twenty four to twenty. But and Gino, he's good, not great, right? Um, I listen. It's a playoff team. How far can they go? I don't know. Um, I think it'd be stupid for any team to, you know, let their guard down against them. Um, but they're drafting well. They got Devin Weatherspoon, the cornerback. They uh, drafted a, a running back who's playing backup right now to Kenneth Walker, who's just a beast. Um, they got a good team. You know they got a really good team. Yeah, I just I just keep an eye on on Seattle because I I think that they're I, I don't see them breaking out to twelve or thirteen wins or anything like that. If that's what you're saying, no, I just say that you know there might be a team that you don't want to play. Mm -hmm. You know whether it's on the road or at home. I feel like they're a team that um, not a lot of not a lot of people are taking for granted. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about our awards because. As I mentioned to you earlier, two people that I chose are already on the injury reserve. Uh, and let's start with the uh, rookie first. So, Offensive Player of the Year for the rookie, you chose, say, Flowers. Mm -hmm. I went with Jordan Addison. Uh, do you want to keep this pick? Do you want to change it? What's Because it's like... I feel like Jordan Addison, now that they have a new QB, not that he was doing so well with that Kirk Cousins, but it's like, this is very disappointing. Yeah. No, I'm not changing it for my rookie. Um, you know, this guy consistently gets like eight to 10 targets every week. Now, he hasn't had a lot of explosive plays just yet. Yeah, I don't know why they're not throwing to him more downfield. Um, but Zay Flowers is a, a great receiver. I, I told you, I thought it was stupid for the Patriots not to take him. Um, he's going to end up with a thousand yards easily. Um, so yeah, he's, he's my rookie of the year. I'm going to tell you who the favorite is right now. The, the favorite is CJ Stroud followed by, uh, Puka. Oh, I forgot. We got Puka is ridiculous uh, too. Jeremy Gibbs is also the top three. And then. 
the top five is uh Bijan Robinson who's never getting the ball basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Jordan Addison. So I'm gonna stick with uh, uh Addison. Puka is setting all sorts of records right now, but I don't know who the quarterback's gonna be for the next few weeks, so mm, that probably would have been my guy right now. I wanna stick with Zay Flowers though. Let me pull up Zay Flowers' stats. I'm just curious where he's at right now. Okay, defensive rookie of the year. Ron, you had Emmanuel Forbes. I had Christian Gonzalez, which he's injured <laughs> uh, for the year, basically. Uh, are you going to stick with Emmanuel Forbes? No, he's the guy I talked about. He's got benched. So who's the, you got the favorites there right now? The favorites I don't have for the defensive. Actually, no, this is just for the defensive player of the year. Let me check here. Defensive rookies. Oh, defensive rookies. So right now, the favorites are Jalen Carter, Devon Witherspoon, Will Anderson, and uh, Brian Branch. And then leading in the fifth place, Joey Porter Jr. Hmm. JPJ has been incredible. Um... But he, for whatever reason, he's been spoon-fed. I think he was just named the starter as of this week, basically. So he's going to see a lot of action going going forward. Um, it's a tough, tough choice. I probably would give it to Jalen Carter. He's just a Yeah, I'm switching my to Jalen Carter mm-hmm. because he's just offensive line. He just disrupt, disrupts the game so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um He's definitely a special. So what what did you find out about Safe Flowers? Oh, uh, right now, 44 receptions, 461 yards. So um, he's... he's so on, he, can he get to 1,000? Yeah, he's on pace for 1,000. That's uh, that's through eight games so far. So yeah, he, he can definitely get to 1,000 yards. I don't see why they're not going downfield more often with him. And last game, nine... Nine receptions. No, this is, uh, I'm looking backwards. So the first game, nine receptions, 78 yards. Last game, just five receptions for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think he gets to a thousand yards, right around like 90 catches or so. Um, so I, I think that'll be enough to get him, depending on how CJ finishes the year, that'll be enough to get him the rookie of the year. Um, the other one that I have here is the comeback player of the year. We both went with Damar Hamlin and he right now is the leader of the board followed by Tua uh, Brees Hall and Lamar Jackson and TJ Watt this is tough it's not as easy it's not slam dunk because Hamlin was like a healthy scratch for the first few games this year right and Tua you just said you know he's an MVP he's the MVP right now so I think that's where I would go right now is is with Tua instead of Hamlin. Um, I'm going to stick with Hamlin only because I don't think that uh, if Tua wins the MVP, I don't think he's also... Well, he might. <laughs> if he gets the MVP, he's definitely going to get the comeback. Uh, I don't think he wins the MVP, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that he gets short change. So I'm going to stick with the uh, with Hamlin. And you, you're going to change it to Tua, right? Yeah. Uh, coach of the year. Uh, you went with Mike Tomlin. I went with Matt LaFleur. 
Ron, uh, do you want to uh, change your pick? Absolutely. Who am I going to go with at this point? I hate this guy, to be honest with you. Hate him is a strong word. I'm not a fan of Sirianni. Is that his name? From Philly? Oh, from the Phillies? Yeah. yeah. Not a fan of that guy. I just don't, you know. Um, You know what? I'm going to give it to Jacksonville's head coach. Uh, Peterson? Yeah. You're going to go with Peterson? Yeah, I'm going to go with Peterson. You know, I like Peterson. Uh, he's... I don't right now I'll tell you what the leaders are. We got Dan Campbell. Oh, very good way. We got Mike McDaniel. Okay. We got Robert Sala. Mm, interesting. DeMarco Ryans. Yeah, he's a very good coach. We got uh Doug Peterson, Pete Carroll, and John Harbaugh. I don't know. Did you say the um Miami coach? Mike McDaniel's okay, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. he's he's, he's in there. second place. All right. John Harbert, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I know. Well, the Ravens are, what, a 6-2? and two? Yeah, but I don't know if he... Coach of the Year, he's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this kind of awards go to, like, people that are in the second, third year of coaching, yeah. first year of coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely changing it, and I'm not picking Robert Sala for sure. No, no. Because <laughs> I think even if... I don't... I don't see the Jets in the playoffs, right? Do you see them making the playoffs? No, I had them out, but barely out because I had Pittsburgh in, barely in. So, no, I don't see them. But you know what? I am going to switch mine. I'm not going to go with Peterson. I'm going to go with Dan Campbell. I love the guy. I absolutely love him. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to go with Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. I think that he's changed my mind um, about the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. I think that He's good. He changed basically. He changed everyone's minds about the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I, he better get this. He's gonna win the division. They might even win a playoff game or two. I don't think they're playoff bound. Uh, but yeah, I think that he's gonna get Coach of the Year. All right. So we're gonna get to the good ones now. Offensive Player of the Year. You have uh, Tariq Hill, and this is one again. I picked Nick Chubb and. We know what happened to Nick Chubb. Uh, and I'll tell you who is the uh, leader right now for the Offensive Player of the Year. So Tariq Hill is leading the way. Mm-hmm. Followed by Christian McCaffrey. Mm. AJ Brown for something. That, yeah, he's there. blown up the last three three weeks. Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey. So you want to stick with Tariq Hill? Yeah, I'm definitely not going Kelsey. Okay, I'm so tired of... <laughs> Kelsey and Swift crap. Um, yeah, I I listen, I think Tyreek Hill, I need to see where he's at right now, but wouldn't shock me if he gets two thousand yards receiving this year. I think that's his goal. Mm-hmm. Um I'm actually gonna go with McCaffrey here. Uh do you know what Tyreek Hill has already? Uh for receiving yards? For how many? A thousand. <laughs> Jeez. A thousand yards on sixty one receptions already. And we're eight games. He's eight games in. Yeah, he, he's just—he's in another another dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive player of the year. You picked Quinton Williams. I picked Michael Parsons. Ron, do you want to make a change? Uh, right now, the leader is Michael Parsons. Of course. Followed by Miles Garrett. Of course. 
TJ Watt is number three. Aiden Hutchinson is number four. And Nick Bosa is number five. Okay, Aiden Hutchinson, I love. Um, I, I, I I mean, I'll say this until my face turns blue. TJ Watt's the best defensive player in the league. He, there's nothing he can't do that any other, you know, any player can do. I, I think he's, I think he should win MVP every year. You know, defensive MVP every year that he's playing. So, um, I don't know what Quentin Williams stats. He's not even on the list, apparently. Well, uh, he's on the list, but he's like 10th. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I, see, I thought the Jets would have turned, like, been a really good team at this point with, you know, with Rodgers playing. And that's, that's why it kind of went, went that way. I'm going to change my pick. I'm going with TJ. You're going with TJ? Yeah. Okay. Assuming he stays healthy. But who leads the leagues in sack? Yeah, I know he did at one point. Um, NFL sack leaders. Let's see. He's tailed off the last couple of weeks, but he, on, at one point he was on pace for like 30 sacks or something crazy like that. So um, he he is number three right now. So Daniel Hunter, 10 sacks. Josh Allen's from Jacksonville's at nine. And TJ Watt and Garrett and Thibodeau, interestingly, are tied at eight and a half. Yeah, this is, I mean, listen, I don't know why, what's it, maybe, because Steelers fans are all over the country, so mm-hmm. it's not for the lack of mm-hmm. fans, just, if you're not, you don't, if you don't follow the Steelers in and out, you know, as a journalist all the time, you're not going to pick what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is a popularity contest. Oh, it's for sure. Let's compare, I'm going to look at these, I'm looking at these stats right now. So TJ and Micah Parsons both played seven games. TJ Watt has had 13 solo tackles. Micah Parsons, 13 solo tackles. Um, let's see. Micah Parsons, 22 total tackles. TJ Watt, 18 total tackles. TJ, eight and a half. Michael Parkins, six sacks. Um, tackles for losses. TJ Watt, seven. Michael Parsons got him there at nine. Pass deflected. TJ leads that six to two. Force fumbles. TJ leads that two to one. Fumble recoveries. TJ leads that three to one. Uh, touchdown. TJ leads that one to nothing. Why do people think Michael Parsons is a better player than TJ Watt? I don't know. Because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, okay. That's why. All right. Or Garrett. You know, I can compare Garrett's. That's not even close. Oh, that's another one, too. That's a popular contest. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, MVP. Uh, You have Lamar Jackson. I have Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, Tua is currently leading the odds. Then second is Jalen Hurst. Third is Patrick Mahomes. Fourth is Lamar Jackson, and then fifth, McCaffrey. Another you- popularity contest here, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Lamar. Um, Lamar to me is one of the best you know players any position um, in the NFL. You know, I would I would take him in a in a heartbeat. Yeah, I like Mahomes. Mahomes can do things, you know, with his arm that Lamar probably can't. Um, although I you know I I question that. Too. I think Lamar is a great thrower. Um, 
Yeah, give me Lamar for for MVP. Yeah, I'm not gonna make a change. Um, I think because if if you are voting for MVP, you don't, you know, you're just gonna make, go based on stats. And I think that Patrick Mahomes is gonna have mm-hmm. better stats than Lamar Jackson. Maybe he's not gonna have the be- he's not gonna be the best player on the team. I think you know there's gonna be others, but. If you're a journalist, you're not gonna. If you don't actually watch every play, every down of uh, Baltimore, you're not gonna pick uh, Lamar Jackson MVP unless he has some kind of out of world experience in the playoffs. But I think, do they pick the MVP of the regular season? Right? They don't include the playoffs. Just regular yeah. season. Yeah, I think it's just the regular season. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pulling up Lamar's stats right now. So six and two is the record. Thrown for 1,700 yards, nine touchdowns, just three interceptions. You know, and then you got to look at the running piece um, as far as running the ball. So where is he at total? I, I would definitely uh, have him as, as my number one quarterback. Yeah, right now, again, you have Tua leading with 2,400. I mean, that offense, that Miami offense, that's basically why he's leading in the uh MVP uh, run right the mm-hmm. odds because he's just putting up some ridiculous numbers and I feel like if you go based on stats that's where that's who's going to win the MVP I don't know how long Tua can do this for uh, I just I like Patrick Mahomes to eventually come out the pack mm-hmm. so not a lot of changes for awards candidate uh, two for each and two of mine were due to injury <laughs> so I can't complain uh, Ron we just had week 8 week number 9 is coming up anything that you want to tell the fan base uh, let's see enjoy the games we just finished Halloween it was great yesterday the weather here has been beautiful um, so I'm glad the Steelers are playing on Thursday I can you know watch Watch them play tomorrow, and then I got my weekend pretty much free. See if I watch any football on Sunday. I'll probably try to watch a little bit. Um, yeah, man, this is the this is the midseason. Um, let's you know, let's root for the Steelers. If you're a Steelers fan or a Patriots fan, I don't know what what can you say if you're a Patriots fan at this point. Like, what's the, what's the attitude in New England? I mean, it's it's a weird attitude because. They already know that they, they're not going to get rid of Bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's here for the long, at least until he breaks the record. And people were like, oh, let's let's just not talk about the record, period. And I was like, I feel like they're connected, right? Like, you can't separate Bill Belichick from this coach's record, right? It's like, they're mixed together. And I feel like the Patriots are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. There's no there's other way to put it. They just... This is a suffering. Robert Kraft, Robert uh, Kraft, not gonna fire Bill Belichick. He's not gonna trade him. I know that this week there was a big, uh, big conversation about, oh, are the commanders gonna take him? No, mm-hmm. no. And I, and I know that in the past there've been coaches that got traded. Uh, Bill Parcells got traded uh, for the past Jets. The uh, Herb Edwards got traded. <laughs> Why, why would you do that, Kansas City? But they did. Uh, 
Groot got traded. So it happens, mm-hmm. but you know, I feel like Bill Belichick's resume speaks for itself, so he's not gonna get traded, especially to a team that's gonna have to give up the number one pick to get him. So I just don't see that happening. Really, it's just we're not tagging. The Patriots are not tagging. Mm-hmm. Can can they get can they make seven win at this point? Because now I was looking at the odds and now they dropped to five. Holy cow. Yes. Wow. So basically, all he has to do is have more than five win to make it, you know, to beat the odds, basically. <laughs> so That's you're how- telling me the entire city has turned to, to the Celtics basketball and then Bruins at this point already? I mean, I wouldn't say that, but... Everything I've read, everything I've seen is like they're already taking draft. They're already thinking, you know, who should we take? But let's be honest, whatever the fans think, that's not what the, no. the actual organization is going to do. So mm-hmm. you can speculate all you want. It's really, is Bill there? He's going to take some, you know, uh, alternative. Mm-hmm footballer from a division three college and you're just gonna have to like be happy so it's i had a friend who i was talking to it might have been you and i said i'd rather be a horrible team than be stuck in mediocrity it's kind of where i feel the steelers are right now um they're stuck at like 500 or nine and eight or you know 10 and seven or whatever and that's where we'll be for like ever that's where i feel like we are and i'd rather be two and you know 14 and have something to hope for and just be stuck you know just you're just good enough not to fire your entire staff you know but not good enough to ever do anything in the playoffs yeah this is uh i mean fans are going through it i'm going through it but i'm thinking it more you know more with a great assault than other people because I basically was there when they were really, really terrible mm-hmm. when they had the dynasty and then now they're back to being terrible. I'm okay with it. Listen, when you witness six Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowls, ten conference championships, I have no no uh, qualms about yeah, that. Yeah, nothing yeah. to complain about. Yeah, nothing to complain about. Uh, so yeah, so that was week nine for you guys. Uh, next week we'll have week 10 hopefully our our uh, teams win hey guys thanks again for watching uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you, any questions or comments feel free to hit us up on uh, shut your mouth podcast at G-